1: Welcome to Sound Reasoning. I'm your host, Perseus Poku. On today's episode, we wanted to continue the series discussion on sound doctrine, the importance of sound doctrine, the importance of sound teaching versus teaching that's unsound versus teaching that's unhealthy versus teaching that's not constructive or spiritually constructive. For God is truth and God believes in the correspondence view of truth. It makes sense that God is interested in a truth for he is truth. Truth comes out of the nature of God. God ontologically speaking is absolute truth, not relative truth. Relative truth teaches pluralism of authenticity. Let me explain. The relatives would say truth is in the eye of the beholder. So truth is what each individual deems truth to be versus what the Bible says. The Bible says that God has already defined what's truth and what's false. And we as his creation must adjust to the definition that God has already prescribed. So especially for Christians, the Christian should know what the parameters are. And we learn what the boundaries are from the Bible, God's word. So truth, as we've defined it numerous times before, is telling something like it is. Truth is telling something like it is. God does not want his church to engage in falsehood. So when we make professions, when we teach in a particular subject, when we are bringing a variety of sermons, when we are making a statement, we need to make sure that whatever we articulate is rooted in the truth and can be backed up by scripture. So it's not up to the Christian to create their own truths. If there's something in the Bible that you may not agree with, it's best you go with the Bible until you come to the knowledge of what God is instructing in the passage. So it's very important that we not put aside and trivialize truth or sound doctrine. Whenever we see something repeated in the scriptures over and over again, it means that God is trying to get our attention. And numerous times in scriptures, God talks about sound doctrine. And again, sound doctrine means healthy instructions. These are instructions. These are teachings that God wants us to embrace. We need to write it on the tables of our heart. We need to bind it around our neck. So wherever we go, these messages, these instructions, these sound and healthy doctrines will follow us. In the book of Galatians, as we talked about in the previous episode, the very first chapter of Galatians, Paul writes, I am amazed that you are so quickly deserting him who called you by the grace of Christ for a different gospel, which is really not another. Only there are some who are disturbing you and want to distort the gospel of Christ. But even if we or an angel from heaven should preach to you a gospel contrary to what we have preached to you, he is to be accursed. As we have said before, so I say now again, if any man is preaching to you a gospel contrary to what you receive, he is to be accursed. For am I now seeking the favor of men or of God, or am I striving to please men? If I was still trying to please men, I would not be a bond servant of Christ. And that's the dilemma that many of us in the church are facing. Should we go with the popular doctrine? Should we go with the doctrine that the world embraces or are we willing to be in the minority? Are we willing to be one of the few, one of the remnants who is bold enough to say, no, I'm willing to follow the Bible? I realize that a lot of people may believe this, but I believe what the word of God is saying. And you may lose some so-called friends. You may even be buffeted by family members. But it's always in your best interest as well as the best interest of those around you when we yield and acquiesce our will. To that of godly permission and providence. So what are we to do? Paul is saying. If we are going to be a bond servant of Christ. We must take a stand. We must not give in. To a lot of these contemporary false teaching. And these teachings are not new. They're merely recycled. Ecclesiastes is correct in the sense that there is nothing new under the sun. All the teachings that we have are merely recycled. There's nothing new under the sun. So we as Christians must study the word of God. We must know the authentic teaching. So when the false teaching comes across our path, we are able to, to identify it as unsound we're able to identify it as false so we as believers must know the authentic word of god in terms of the passage in terms of the subject we must know what the word of god is saying about everything in this existence that we call life and no one person knows everything no one individual have all the answers so as a Christian community when I don't have the answer I know that there are the people who may have the answer so we as a community a, a Christian community we are a resource for one another we are all part of the body And each body has its own unique function. But when we come together and we work the way we're supposed to work, then we uh, epitomize a healthy body. So once again, Paul says he is amazed that these believers are so quick to desert him who called them because they were embracing a different gospel. So let me give you an example. There are those that are teaching that if you just had enough faith and you just name it and claim it, that you get it. Even if God doesn't want you to have it, because really that is the inference of saying that I'm going to name it And claim it that if I have enough faith and even if I can't afford this thing in in terms of materiality, in terms of houses and clothes and cars and all this stuff that perish, if I name it and claim it, where is God in the picture? Because there are some things that I have prayed for and the Lord has told me that it wasn't for me. And likewise, there are some things we pray for that God is saying, no, this is not for you. If I give it to you, you may destroy yourself. So I'm not going to give it to you. No, because what you're asking for is only for your self-interest and not for the welfare of the church. So this doctrine of naming and claiming is out of sync with sound doctrine. This doctrine that teaches that if you don't have enough faith, then you uh, are are prone to not having material wealth. This doctrine that teaches that if you are sick, then that means that your faith level is not where it needs to be. And we know that this doctrine in terms of healing, physical healing, that is inconsistent with Scripture for even. When Jesus healed the blind man, they asked, Master, who sinned, this man or his parents? And Jesus says, neither of them sinned because God wanted to manifest his glory in the healing. So just because an individual is sick, it is no direct correlation that that individual doesn't have enough faith or that individual uh, has sinned. Uh, There are no numerous people that are born blind. There are numerous people that are born with physical ailments. Can God heal physically? Yes. But the key is it's up to God and his providence and his prerogative to choose who's going to receive physical healing. And even if God doesn't heal physically, his grace is sufficient For us to make it through each day that he may get the glory and that we may testify that it is God that's carrying us. And it is God that's comforting us, even though we may have a thorn in the flesh. God is still glorified. God is still lifted up because we are examples to other people that when troubles come, when trials and tribulations are on each side. God is the one that's carrying us through. So these are teachings that we need to brag about. We, we shouldn't just exalt God when things are going well. We should exalt God also when things are not going well. So teachings, sound teachings is, it's imp- important for the Christian walk because without sound teachings, we hurt people. People leave our churches wounded Because they experienced or they were exposed to unsound doctrine and God will hold us accountable. So it's important that we as Christians that we stand up, that we stand up for healthy teachings, that we learn what's healthy and not healthy, that we learn how to put on the mind of Christ, that our families may be healed. Think about all of the scriptures that deal with instructions for the family, instructions for the husband, instructions for the woman in terms of being virtuous and and instructions for the man in terms of being a leader. And even with that position of headship, the position of leadership, a lot of men misunderstand what it means to be the head of the household. To be the biblical head of the household, as an example, the sound teaching states that we are to take the lead. We are to take the head in uh, forgiving. We are to take the lead in giving. We are to take the lead in washing the feet symbolically of our family. We are to take. The lead in humbleness. We ought to take the lead in studying God's word. We ought to take the lead as men in worshiping God on our own and worshiping God with our family. So being the head of our household means that we take the lead not only in spiritual matters, but also physical matters. We ought to take the lead in the type of diet our family eats. We are to take the lead. And even as I'm saying these things on there, the Holy Spirit is <laughs> convicting me. So we all have a responsibility to embrace sound doctrine. And sound doctrine is not always teaching that we want to hear. Sometimes uh, the teaching or the scripture that we're reading, it's a bitter pill to swallow, but it's the best thing for us. Imagine when we visit our doctor's office and he or she prescribes to us something that we may not want to take. But we realize that in order for us to get better, we need to take this medicine. It doesn't taste good. It goes down hard. But we know that if we want to get better, we need to take it. Likewise, there are certain passages in the Bible that's hard to swallow. There are certain passages that we may not like, but it's the best thing for us. So when Jesus says you need to forgive 77 times, meaning that don't put a quantity on how many times you forgive. That's a hard pill to swallow. When somebody has offended you and Jesus is telling you that you need to forgive this person, it's, that's not an easy thing to do, but it's the best thing to do. That is sound doctrine. Whereas you have individuals who may say, no, you don't need to forgive. That person has hurt you. That person has wounded you. You don't need to forgive. That's unsound doctrine. So when I look at this life that we're in, when I look at all of the turmoil going going on globally as well as nationally, I think about our role as Christians. I think about our role as disciples of Christ and what it takes for us to give an explanation to other people that may not know Jesus Christ. So the most important thing that as a church, we must first know what God's word is saying. So we may dispense it to those that may not know what I've decided to do is to follow a savior is to follow Jesus Christ and allow Jesus to work things out in my life. So following Christ to me, is not a part time thing. It's not just a Sunday thing. It's not just an occasional thing. Every day I woke, I wake up with Jesus on my mind. Every day I wake up typing my quotes for the day on the Facebook page. And by the way, for those that want to be part of the Facebook group, uh, you can find us on the Bible answer group. And if you ask to be admitted, we'll admit you. And as well as the Ace Apologetics, A-Y-C-E, Apologetics, you can find us uh, on Facebook In those two areas, there's the Bible answer group and then there's the ace apologetics. And I bring that up because every morning God wakes me up. Part of my devotion is posting something biblical on the page that others may be provoked to learn more about their God and to learn more about his word. And really, that's what Christianity is about. The scripture says, these people have I formed to show forth my praise. Isaiah 43 and 21. And so we are all God's craftsmanship. God wants to use us. He wants to mold us. He wants to uh, renew in us a, a, a spirit to witness and to evangelize and to disciple. So sound doctrine is imperative if we as Christians are going to behave as though we are holy, behave as though we are set apart for God's use. So teachings on eschatology, as an example, teachings on ethics, teachings on family structure, teachings on f- food, diets, what we can or cannot eat, teaching on forgiveness and reconciliation, teaching on fornication and and, and sex uh, within a marriage, teachings on God and his ontology, teachings on government, and should Christians participate in government or abstain from participation as the uh, Jehovah Witnesses teach? Should we as Christians uh, study regarding uh, the Holy Spirit, teachings on healing, teachings on heaven, And we're hearing all kinds of things about heaven these days that are not biblical. Uh, There's no one going to heaven and coming back, going to heaven and coming back as the uh, Buddhists teach uh, to experience nirvana. We die once and for all, according to Hebrews. And there are numerous books being written uh, these days. And they're selling a lot of copies. But some of the things that they're saying in terms of death and near-death experiences and visiting heaven, a lot of it is unbiblical. And again, we need to know the truth. So when we encounter falsehood, we'll be able to detect it. So the Bible teaches all of us about everything that deals with life. And even if it's not explicit, they're teachings that are uh, that are inferred if we activate the uh, uh, law of logical inference. So the Bible has plenty of teachings. If you want to get married, the principles in terms of what we ought to look for in the mate is there in the Bible. If you struggle with pride, if you struggle with hubris and if you struggle with being humble, the Bible has teachings on that. Miracles, the creation of miracles, the intent of miracles, the origin of miracles, if we want to know about miracles, we go to the scriptures and God let us know that miracles are a signposts to a greater message. We learn this through the Bible, then the ontology of uh, God as a being the angels as beings the and then humans as beings the Bible shows us about our origin and where we came from so it's very important that we as Christians learn the importance of sound teaching and we're going to be continuing this uh, theme this topic, Once again, for our next episode and reason why we're spending so much time dealing with sound teaching is because there's nothing we can do correctly if our foundation is not strong and built on the truth. So before we continue our teaching on theology, eschatology, uh, before we continue our uh, teaching on apologetics, we need to make sure that we have a sound grip on the truth and the foundations of godly teaching. So we hope that you got something out of this episode and we will see you again next week.
0: Thanks for listening to sound reasoning with apologist and minister Perseus Poku from sound reasoning ministries. It's our prayer that today's lesson has equipped you to share and defend your Christian faith with boldness. Sound Reasoning Ministries offers training in apologetics, biblical studies, and systematic theology. Join in on discussions on Facebook at Sound Reasoning Ministries. For more information about the ministry, to send an email, ask a question, or support the ministry, visit online at srministries.org. That's srministries.org. Listen again next week at this same time, and remember, Titus 1, nine says, Hold firm to the trustworthy messages has been taught so that you can encourage others by sound doctrine and refute those who oppose it. Sound Reasoning Ministries, srministries.org.
1: What do you do when your world is falling
0: apart? How do you march when it would be easier to stay where you are and die? Join me every week on the March or Die podcast And we'll discuss that and so much
1: more.